Marion Tam, writing in the Daily Maverick, reports on the joint Landburg-Wirkblatt-Pals symposium entitled Land Reform in Practice, Practical Solutions, held on the 14th and 15th of November in the series. She focuses in part on the words of Peter Prinsloo, a closer-speaking dentist who farms in the Kamani district of the Eastern Cape and who's a member of the Eastern Cape Powell's Steering Committee. According to Prinsloo, the solutions to the land issue had to come from farmers themselves. Prinsloo was of the view that the current land debate is driven by fear. He stated, We're scared of what is going to happen. Instead of being straight and honest about fear and addressing the fear, coming to the table and talking about what we fear. I don't think the changing of the constitution was ever intended to dispossess people who are producing off the land. We have identified common ground. We must talk as a collective. My message is, change the narrative. Closing the symposium, Minister Tokodidiza said she had listened to and had heard what farmers had said. According to the minister, the showcase of successful partnerships had proved that there was, quote, a new way of doing things that can bring us together as South Africans, close quote. Filed under restitution this week is a story by Nelisiwe Umsomi and Poncho Pilane from Healthy News, who write about the forgotten people of Plotfontein near Kimberley in the Northern Cape. Members of the Plotfontein community featured in an article on public hearings around the National Health Insurance Bill. So what's this got to do with restitution? The Plotfontein story was first documented by Eddie Koch back in 1995 in an article which also appeared in the Mail of Guardian. He describes how the Kru and queer community consists of some 550 South African National Defence Force soldiers and their dependents, who come mainly from southern Angola and the eastern Caprivi of Namibia. In 1990, during the run-up to Namibia's independence election, most of the members of the two communities, fearing persecution at the hands of a Swapo-led government, decided to pull out with the South African army and settle at Schmitzdrift, where they were given automatic South African citizenship and rows of canvas tents, unquote. But the Schmitzdrift army base where they were resettled was itself the site of a forced removal and was under a land claim. This meant that the two groups were eventually relocated to Plattfontein. Now, according to the article, some 7,000 people live at Plattfontein, where they have remained largely forgotten. Intergenerational casualties as the displacement associated with apartheid wars in the region lives on.